Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and today we're going to be talking about the Virgin Mary and dipping into some uh, Catholicism and talking about why we should not pray to Mary. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. What can I say? We are, we're, we're reaching a lot of people. And it's because you share the podcast, and I want to thank you for that. And uh, I want to cur- encourage you to keep doing so. If you hear an episode and it speaks to you, please don't keep it to yourself. Share it with someone else. Just hit copy link or hit the message button. Send it to a couple friends and family members. It'll really bless them. Um, another announcement about the Discipleship School happening this July, tentatively right now, the 16th through the 28th. Um, It's going to be happening in Dallas, Texas. We're still ironing out details. Listen, if you've sent an email in, I have not uh, gotten an update from the venue, so I don't have anything to send out yet. So you haven't missed any emails from me. I just haven't sent anything yet, and I'm still compiling a list of all the potential students. Right now, we're over 50, which is incredible. I think we're going to have to open it up to more. If you're interested, you want to dive deep into uh, your identity, into the gifts of the Spirit, into how to live unoffended, into how to be an on-fire Christian, um, and, and more. Go do evangelism out in the streets with me and with others. you got to sign up for this school. Send me a DM on Instagram at shane.winnings and just say, hey, I'm interested, and I'll get you all the info. And finally, we are still looking for 75. We got another one. 75 more donors, so we're a quarter of the way there for our goal for the year. Um, asking people to give $1 a day. If you appreciate our ministry and you don't support us already, consider doing so for a dollar a day. Um, that's $30 a month. You can sign up at shanewinnings.com. Send me a DM on Instagram as well so I can get you plugged into our donor Zooms that happen once a month. We just did ours the other night. It was really fun. Would love to see your face on there. So thank you so much. Let's get into this. We're talking about the Virgin Mary. Now, What is important to note first is that Mary was just a human being. Mary was not an an angelic creature. Mary was not, uh, you know, born of God. Jesus is the only one who was born of a virgin and born sinless because sin is passed through the seed of the man. Jesus was born of God and birthed uh, by Mary, who had not been with a man. And so this is important to note, because Mary is not in the same classification as Jesus, in that she was born a human just like everyone else, which means she was born uh, into sin just like everyone else, which means Mary needs forgiveness and salvation just like everyone else. That's just the truth. Now, am I saying she's not a good person or something? No, you know, I'm not saying that. People will twist this and say, oh, you hate Mary? Like, if that's what you heard, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else I can say to you. Um, it's not hateful to say, hey, Mary's great. I mean, she was the mother of Jesus, but she was also a sinner, just like Joseph, just like you and me. And she needs the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Jesus died for his own mom, too. She wasn't sinless. She wasn't perfect. She was a virgin. All that means is she had not been with a man. It doesn't say she was sinless. 
Now, why is this so important to lay this groundwork in, in this context here? Because with Mary just being a person, she has no authority in the life of a Christian. She's just another person. And I understand that there are different, uh, you know, divisions, so you could say, um, within Catholicism. There's, you know, just like in, in traditional uh, Christianity, um, there's different denominations. Well, even within Catholicism, there's different, you know, uh, beliefs. There's, there's people that believe in works, like we have to do certain good works or attain this or that to be saved. That's absolutely false. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, we're saved by grace through faith, not by works. Um, and there are just many different beliefs within the Catholic belief itself, but I want to hit on this praying to Mary. There's multiple reasons why this is flawed, and here's the ones that I've heard of why people do it. People say, well, I pray to Mary. One, people call her the mother of God, which is so false uh, because God doesn't have a mom or a dad. He doesn't have a creator. God is God. God has always been and he always will be. He is not a created being. He is the creator. Everything comes from him. Um, The Bible says so many times, uh, God is the creator. Everything was made by God for God. God was not made for anyone. God was not birthed by anyone. God is God. And Mary is not the mother of God. She is the mother of Jesus who came in human form, who was fully God but fully man. So we need to get that clear. Uh, Another issue, people say, well, we pray to Mary because since she was Jesus's mom, you know, she has the closest relationship with him. And so we pray to her because she helps us in our prayers to God or to Jesus. That is, it's absurd, actually. You know, if you read the Bible, you will understand that it is Jesus Christ who died on the cross and took his own blood and sprinkled it on the mercy seat and has now sat down at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us to the Father every day. It is Jesus who died once for all and has become our high priest forever. You need to study the Old Testament and understand what the high priest's role was to uh, go on behalf of the people to God. This is what Jesus has done for us. There will never be another. He is our high priest forever, once for all. The Bible says that Jesus is our mediator. He is our bridge to God. This is why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He didn't say, except, of course, those of you who come to me through Mary, or those of you who go through Mary to get to the Father. That is not anywhere in the Bible. Mary is just another dead human. That is not diminishing what she did on the earth, which was birth and raised Jesus Christ. That's not diminishing any part of her life. That's just saying, hey, she's dead now. She's dead. Paul's dead. Moses is dead. Abraham's dead. 
King David is dead. They're all dead. And we don't talk to dead people. Now, they're dead in the flesh. They're alive in heaven. But we don't, we don't pray to human beings that are now in glorified bodies. Okay? And we especially don't do it to try to get to God. We, we, there's a fundamental disconnect here if we think we need to pray to someone else. And we really don't understand what the gospel is. Because the gospel is not Jesus came and died so that we could have a plane ticket to heaven. The gospel is that Jesus came and died so that we could know God. The Bible says in John 3, 16, so that we could have everlasting life or eternal life. John 17, 3 says, and this is what eternal life is. It gives you the definition. And this is eternal life, that they may know God and Jesus Christ, his only son, his one true son that he has sent. Eternal life is knowing God and knowing God. Jesus Christ. Now, how do you get to know God? Through Jesus. You get to know God through the Word. The Bible says that the Word became flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld His glory. The Word became flesh. Jesus is the Word in the flesh. Well, Jesus isn't here in the flesh anymore. He's in heaven. And he's given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. It convicts us of sin and righteousness. The Holy Spirit is, is our guide, our leader. It is the Spirit of God that as Christians lives inside of us. And the way that we communicate to God is by our spirit. And the way that we get to God is through Jesus. It's through the torn flesh of Jesus Christ that we even have access to God. There has to be some weight on these words of Jesus Christ. No one comes to the Father except through me. That means there is no other way to get to God. And Jesus never said, well, you're going you're gonna to have to pray to Mary. Or you're going to have to find a way to get to me, and then I'll help you get to God. Actually, he told his disciples, there is a day coming where you're not going to ask me for anything. Why did he say that? Because he was on the earth with them. And he's saying, look, I'm going to go be at the right hand of the Father. Jesus died to restore us to the Father. This isn't diminishing Jesus. It's, it's putting him in his proper place in your understanding, in your mind, so that you know the three parts of God. They're not all the same. They are all God, but they don't all serve the same purpose. Like the Holy Spirit didn't come and get crucified on the cross. That was Jesus in the flesh. Jesus left in the flesh and gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ could only be in one place at a time. The Holy Spirit can dwell in the hearts of every single person on the earth. But all of that, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, lead us to the Father God. Jesus is the Son of God. That means God is his Father. Jesus made a way for us to get to God. Okay? So it's all about restoring us to God. In the beginning, it didn't say that Jesus was walking in the garden to be with Adam and Eve. It says that God himself, God was walking in the cool of the day. We had communion with God. We sinned. We rebelled. We disobeyed. We were kicked out of the garden. And ever since that day, we've been cut off from God. 
God gave the commands, God gave judges, God gave prophets, God gave high priests, God gave all these things, and we still failed. And so then, New Testament, God gave his son. And now the sins of the world were put on the son. We have been reconciled to a holy God, to those of us who believe in him. We're made right with God. Why am I hitting on this so much when we're talking about Mary? I need you to get it. It's about God. Jesus said, there's one way to God. It's through me. Now, what about people saying, yeah, but we're not trying to get to God through Mary. We're trying to get to Jesus through Mary so that Jesus can help our prayers get to God. Wrong. Jesus told the disciples, there's going to be a day where you don't come to me about anything. He said, you're going to go straight to the Father in my name. You're not going to come to me anymore. My work's going to be done and I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be sitting at the right hand of the Father. If you're sitting at someone's right hand, that means that someone's on the throne. That's God. That's our Creator. That's our Father. Jesus manifested the Father. Jesus did what the Father did. He said what the Father said. He glorified the Father through Himself. This is the gospel. And we now go through Jesus Christ. This is what he paid for on the cross. And here's what you're saying if you go through Mary. I need you to hear me with a, with a heart that is open to correction, to rebuke, to being cut. You have to be unoffendable right now. Or let me offend you. If you say that you need Mary, you're saying, Jesus, what you did on the cross was not enough. I need Mary to get to God or to get to you. Jesus, it's not enough. Or here's what else you're saying. I don't believe the word of God. I don't believe the word that simply says, I can go straight to God in Jesus' name. I don't believe that. I believe I need Mary. That is man-made teaching. You won't find it in your Bible. I'm telling you, you can try to twist any scripture you want to make it fit your narrative, but you will not find any red letters or any teaching by any apostle or disciple or anyone in that book that says we pray to the saints. It is demonic. It is getting us to take our eyes off of the finished work of the cross, which is Jesus making a way for us to get to God. It's all about God. Now, with Catholicism in general, there are issues. I mean, just like in any other denomination, there's issues in the Southern Baptist Church. There's issues in charismatic churches. There's issues in Pentecostal churches. There's issues in Methodists. There's issues in Lutheran. Fill in the blank. There are issues. But I will say with Catholicism, um, it is widely known that within those at the Vatican, there is a major issue with what seems to be child uh, child crimes. They're, they're, they're criminal. Sexual abuse, sexual molestation, rape. I mean, you name it. It's horrific. You should look into the history of it. And the direction that they're going is they'll speak out about something, but they'll normalize something else. 
And I would be very weary to follow a pope or a father or anyone. And you can apply that to any pastor that you listen to. You need to be in the word yourself because it is so easy to be deceived. It, it, it's not just a one-time thing. Someone says something and then all of a sudden you're deceived. Now that can happen, but this is what normally happens. You're following someone. You're beginning to build some sort of trust in them as an authoritative speaker in your life. You're allowing their teaching to mold you and shape you because it's biblical at first, or maybe it appears biblical. And maybe that person begins to go off the rails just a little bit, just just 1%. But if you look up a 1% line over time, it's, it's far off. And if you are following a person and you are not letting Scripture be the primary authority in your life and you are not allowing the voice of the Holy Spirit in your intimate time with God to be the priority in your life as far as getting filled, getting shaped and molded, and you are making a man-made, a human uh, ministry or a human being, another preacher, to be your main source of getting filled, you will be deceived. You will. Because they might say something and you'll be like, well, that, I mean, that, that kind of sounds right. And before long, you'll look back and you'll wonder how you got where you were. And we have so many people now that follow preachers that say that it's okay to have an abortion and here's why. And, and uh, Jesus was accepting of uh, trans and gay people and, and he wouldn't have spoke out against them and um, all this racial stuff. You have preachers that are going with the times, but they didn't do it overnight. Bit by bit. Day by day. And if you are not in the word of God and you don't have that thing in your heart, you could be deceived. And this is the danger with just following a pope, following those throughout the Vatican, following you know, fathers in the faith, apart from being completely rooted and grounded in the Bible. I heard this the other day, and it really blew my mind. You could go to the Bible bookstore right now. You could go to Barnes & Noble or Books A Million, and you could find two books in the religion section, in Christianity, that argue opposing beliefs. You could find a book about why miracles are not for today, then you could find a book of why miracles are for today. And in the beginning of both of those books, it's going to say, I am so grateful to God who inspired me to write this book. And you've got a guy saying God inspired him to write a book that miracles are not for today. And you have a guy saying God inspired me to write a book that miracles are for today. You've got a book on divorce. God inspired me to write this book saying that divorce is never okay. And then you have another book. God inspired me to write this book saying that sometimes divorce is necessary. Well, God couldn't have both told both of them the opposing things because God would be in opposition to himself. So either somebody's hearing God or nobody's hearing God. Let me tell you, you should be very careful to not read too many books. You should, you should be asking God, should I re even read this? Because we're so quick to pick up a book, anything but our Bible. 
not being judgmental, not being hard. I'm being honest. Look at your own life. Are you more, more willing to read a really good book that just came out than you are to sit down and to go back through your Bible again, to go back through a book that you've already read 10 times, maybe the 11th time you get a new revelation? Because this book is alive. And let me tell you, I'm an author. I have a second book coming out. Any good book should point you back to the Bible. It should not try to drive a point home. My devotional, it is literally 63 days of Bible verses and then a little explanation and a prayer. I'm not forwarding an agenda or, or a, a trying to make a point through my book. I'm not using my pulpit or my platform to advance an agenda or a bias. I'm trying to advance the gospel. My next book that's coming out is my testimony, and it's telling of all God has done in and through my life and encouraging you to give everything to God. There is no pushing an agenda. We need to be very careful on who we follow, what we listen to, what we read, even my content. Don't just blindly listen to what I say. How many times do I tell you guys this? If all my content does is encourage you to come back and listen to more content, I have failed as a preacher and as a teacher and as an equipper of men and women. My content should drive you to want to pick up this Bible right here. It should drive you to get into the secret place. My content should motivate you to pursue Jesus on your own, to, to spend time with God on your own. Heaven forbid that I ever use my platform to forward or promote some kind of agenda in the name of God. The only thing that I'll be promoting or forwarding or pushing is something that's found out of that book, out of the Bible. And I'm very careful with who I allow to speak into my life. And that includes sermons that I listen to. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't listen to a ton of preachers. I've found four or five preachers that I really respect, and they're all a little bit different, but they all preach the same gospel. And I allow myself to be challenged, and I, and I make sure that I, you know, I'm not just tickling my own ears. That's why I listen to a couple of different people. But at the end of the day, that is not my primary source of being filled. It's the Word of God, and it's my time here in prayer when none of you guys are looking. And that is how... I do my best to avoid being deceived. And the reason I'm talking about this is because there are people that have been raised in religion and all they know is what they were raised in. And so they listen to every father, they listen to the Pope, they listen to whatever comes out of the Vatican, and all of a sudden you have a generation of people that pray to a dead woman when Jesus Christ was risen from the dead, has seated himself at the right hand of the Father, and has made a way for us to get to God. And he said, the only way to him is through me. And we say, yeah, but Mary. If you yeah, but the Bible, I promise you, you are wrong. So as we close this episode today, I want to encourage you, if, if anything I've said has struck a chord in you, if it's offended you, if it has pricked you, that's okay. Go dive into the Word and look it up. Ask some wise counsel that's around you. And that's not just ask someone who's going to agree with you. Like, ask people in your life that will tell you the truth. But above all, 
look at this word of God. Guess what? You're qualified to read the word of God. You don't need me to read it for you. You don't need a pastor to interpret it for you. You are qualified, and Jesus gave you access to the author. You have access to the author of the Bible. So ask him about it. Amen? Hey, I hope this episode blessed you. If it did, please help me share it. Listen, Catholicism is very popular, and there are many people who may be deceived in this area. Now, I want to finish by saying I understand that not all Catholics pray to Mary. Not all Catholics have these same beliefs, but for those who do is why I made this episode, and uh, I think it's very important. At the end of the day, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to God and that he is the one uh, by whom we are saved, by crying out to him because he paid the price for our sins on the cross, he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures because God raised him from the dead. If we believe this and that by faith in Jesus Christ alone we are saved, we will have eternal life. Some of these other issues are secondary issues, but they are still very important, and that's why I hit on them. And so that's important. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. We will see you on Monday. No podcast tomorrow. It is Sunday. Uh, Take a break from all social media here in my house, making any content, anything like that. We will see you on Monday.